today I'm so excited to introduce you to Elaine Gordon from the blog Eating by Elaine. If you've ever wondered, how can I make those beautiful smoothies that I see people posting on Instagram or Pinterest? Well, Elaine is here with her new book, Rock Your Blender, and she gives us all the scoop on how and why to make those smoothies not only beautiful, but nutritious. In fact, my daughter and I are currently loving her green copycat shamrock shake that is all plant-based. As a reminder, you can find all the show notes, including where to buy Elaine's Rock Your Blender book, in our show notes, badtothebowl.com forward slash 34. So let's dive in and learn all about how to rock our blenders. It's time to adapt to a plant-based palate, minimize waste, and respect our environment. Hello, we are Joe and Sarah Hayes, and we are the hosts of the Bowl of Life podcast, where we are encouraging you to join the plant-forward food movement. It's time for vegetables to move from the side of your plate to the center, and we are here each week to help you do that. So if increasing your vegetable consumption and limiting your animal proteins sounds like a win-win to you, go grab a spoon or fork and let's dive into learning more about how you can be plant forward. Hello and welcome back to the Bowl of Life podcast. Today I'm excited to introduce you to Elaine Gordon. Elaine has a Master of Public Health degree, is a Master Certified Health Education Specialist, and founder of the popular plant-based, allergy-friendly blog, Eating by Elaine. I have admired her work for a long time on there. She's amazing. And she just released Rock Your Blender, which is a smoothie cookbook that's stuffed to the brim with 31 all-new plant-based smoothie recipes plus seven bonus recipes to accompany the smoothie creations, which I can't wait to hear about that because I'm all about the toppings. (laughs) My family loves smoothies. I love them. I drink one every day. So I'm so excited to hear all about this new smoothie book and get some inspiration to go create some new smoothies in the kitchen. Hello, Elaine. Welcome to the podcast. Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you live, your family, and why ultimately you're so passionate about plant-based allergy-friendly food. Yes. Hi, everyone. Um, Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. This is my first podcast interview ever, and um, I'm sort of a podcast newbie. I I haven't listened to many myself, so I'm a newbie in in many different ways. (laughs) Um, So a bit of background about me. Like you said, I'm a food blogger. I live in Baltimore, Maryland, and I live with my husband, and I have three young kids. I'm originally from Rockville, Maryland, so not too far from Baltimore, and I just absolutely love to cook, and I think about food literally all day long. Um, I guess I love to pour cooking to my mom and my dad, um, and then my appreciation for healthy eating is mostly from my mom. Um, Growing up, both of my parents were always in the kitchen together, and they were both really incredible gourmet cooks. Um, My dad always created sort of a special dinnertime ambiance, Um, have like relaxing music, he did the lights, have a glass of wine as he sort of started his cooking process, if you will. It was sort of a a ritual, um, part of his self-care routine, I'm convinced. 
and just seeing the love that both of my parents had for being in the kitchen and for entertaining, that definitely rubbed off on me throughout my life. And I find that not only do I think about food constantly, but I find myself truly at my happiest when I'm in the kitchen and I'm creating dishes for my loved ones. That's so fun. Oh, wow. Your parents sound amazing. (laughs) Thank you. They're very special. But I mean, in terms of you had asked about my passion for plant-based, allergy-friendly food, um, when I was a teenager, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer for the first time. She's actually still battling it now, 25-something years later. Um, but at the time, she started to change many aspects of her lifestyle, including her diet. So as a family, we started to eat a lot healthier, and we were and still are all foodies, um, but it was just more with that nutrition focus. Mm-hmm. And I was just really intrigued by the general idea that what we're putting into our bodies can really potentially make a difference in our overall health. And so since then... I've always strived to eat you know, nutritious foods that are going to like nourish my body in the best way possible and contribute to a positive overall healthy lifestyle. Um, I myself developed food sensitivities and some food allergies that I was realizing were contributing to low energy, some digestive issues, skin issues, sinus problems, just not feeling good. Mm. And once I discovered the foods that were not agreeing with my body, I I was able to feel so much better on a day-to-day basis. So that over the years, I discovered that, you know, I was really lucky to have discovered what I did, the food-body connection. And I realized not everyone knows the health impact of their eating choices. And I just felt so lucky that I was able to help myself and... Because of that, I've grown to really love nutrition education as a way to help others live healthier as well. And because of that, I quickly realized my true passion lies in helping others to live healthier. I really never stop thinking about food and dreaming about what my next meal is going to be, as I'm sure you can relate to. Yeah. (laughs) So naturally, I started uh, a food blog just for like a fun and creative outlet outlet for myself and a way to share my healthy allergy-friendly recipes. Um, in terms of the plant-based aspect, I've just always been incredibly passionate about the environment, about animals, and like I said, health, overall health and wellness. Um, you know, I was thinking back to like, well, when did that really start for me, that passion for the environment and animals? And I... It, I the kind of my first memory would probably be back in like grade school. I refused to dissect a frog. I think it was in fifth grade. And I created this whole movement in the fifth grade class to stand up for animal rights. And, um, you know, I wore these big dangly globe earrings and I had my favorite shirt was this t-shirt. It was a Looney Tunes t-shirt and it said, save the world or that's all folks. Like it just was part of my identity, the whole environmental animal welfare thing. 
And I can't really explain why that became a passion of mine. It's not something that I was that exposed to, but it was just like something inside of me that I felt was needed in our world and other people weren't uh, focused on. And so over the years, I just, you know, I slowly became vegan and realized not only um, so that I could feel better, but I was realizing like, I loved eating this way. You know, it's delicious. It's beneficial for the planet. There was just so many positives in my mind. Um, And honestly, my heart like absolutely aches when I see how animals are treated in our society. And I figure if I can help by showing people how to eat plant-based and make it taste delicious and, you know, be fun, then it's a good way to help the overall cause. So that's why I decided to focus um, the food blog on plant-based recipes. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's such, wow. I I love, I love the fifth grade you that wears the Looney Tunes t-shirt. That's amazing. That's so cool. I know. It sort of backfired because I was like, I'm not going to dissect the frog. And then the teacher was like, well, then you need to go to the library and look up the human brain and do a a report, a book report on it or something like that. And it ended up taking a lot longer than the fun dissection of the frog activity that everyone else got to do. But yeah, yeah, it was worth it. (laughs) <laughs> I think I kind of let my lab partner do that when I was in high school and oh, just kind of like, so kind of like, right? yeah, like I kind of like pretended I was healthy and I was just like really grossed out. And like, it smells yeah. and there's nothing good about it. No, no, man. And I totally, <laughs> no, I'm with you on preaching to people about, you know, in a nice way, um, about that food body connection because yeah. I that is, it's not something I think, you know, doctors maybe more now are trying to connect the dots, you know, to that, but, um, still overall, I don't think it's a huge thing that people first start to think about. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm with you as well. You know, when I had gone plant-based or, you know, before going plant-based, I had a ton of sinus issues from like dairy and all this stuff. And, I never put two and two together that, you know, that, hey, and I wasn't a big dairy fan anyways, but, you know, ice cream, stuff like that. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so anyways, interesting, you know, I, I love that that's your mission. I love that you're, you know, making it fun for people. And, you know, what's more, you know, like you said, your parents were such foodies and such. And, you know, what's more colorful than eating the rainbow, as we like to call oh it, gosh. of all the fruits and veggies, right? Yes, exactly. You know, it's funny what you say about the dairy thing. I think that's how it all started was the realization that dairy was making me sick. I gave that up. Eggs were making me sick was sort of my second realization. And I was never a red meat eater anyways. I didn't eat pigs or anything like that. Um, so it was really just about giving up, you know, fish and chicken and turkey on Thanksgiving, you know, that was it. And that to me didn't seem like such a big sacrifice once I had already figured out how to avoid dairy and eggs, which in some ways I think is a little bit more difficult just because of baking and yeah. Yeah, like you said, ice cream. <laughs> right, right. Or it's just like sneaky stuff, right? It's like, why do they put so much yeah. sneaky stuff and ingredients at the store? Like stuff, I think one time I went to buy some, I was on vacation, so it was kind of already out of my element or whatever, and we just popped into the store to grab something to eat back at the cottage. And I was like, oh, I'll just pick up these sweet potatoes. You can just steam them in the microwave. 
And then we get back and my niece is like, and she's plant-based as well. And she's like, yeah, Sarah, these have butter in them. And they did like some weird butter ingredient. And I was like, what? I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And I mean, if it's an accident, I'm never going to beat myself up. I mean, I feel like it, it was a slow process to get to where I am. And actually, recently, I've been really inspired by my daughter. Like I inspired her to become vegan when she was five years old. At first, I think she may have just been copying me, but she's really become like quite passionate about the whole animal welfare aspect of it. Aww. And now she's seven and a half. And I feel like in the past two and a half years, I've become more and more strict along with her. It's like we've like, once you have a buddy, you know, especially yeah. in the household that also likes to cook and eat with you, it, it makes it so much easier um, just having that support, I guess. And, you know, so I, I'm never going to beat myself up, but I try. I mean, I shop plant-based. I cook plant-based. Um, and right now, everything is at home anyways with COVID. So it's been yeah. pretty easy, you know, because sometimes it gets yeah. difficult in social situations. Um, that's, that's the one thing I have run into in the past, but. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be interesting once we're kind of, uh, maybe emerge from this weird staying at home all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Well, speaking of making food fun and I'm sure your kids had so much fun, maybe testing all these smoothie recipes with you as well. (laughs) So what was the inspiration to make a book all about smoothies? Because that's the focus of the book, right? That's that's all that's in the book, just smoothies. It's all smoothie recipes and then a couple of additional recipes at the end that are smoothie accompaniments, so things that you can top your smoothie with, um, like homemade nut butters, coconut whipped cream, raspberry chia jam, like just fun things to put on your smoothies. Um, But yeah, the focus is smoothies. I did not initially intend to write a cookbook in general. This started off as an ebook, and I just wanted to create something for my followers that would help them with their morning routine because I get a lot of questions about what do you do for breakfast, especially if you're vegan. That seems to be really difficult for people, the vegan breakfast solution. I find that eating a healthy breakfast is like one of the best healthy habits that anyone can take on if they're trying to shift to a healthier lifestyle. I feel like it sets the tone for a good day. Um, and for me personally, smoothies have just always been my go-to, like my absolute favorite breakfast. It's I literally have a smoothie every single day of my life. I, I'm pretty sure I haven't skipped in a very long time, especially with COVID and my blender always here. Um, it's how I start my day. I sometimes even make two a day. I just love it. I feel like it's the best way to cram in so much nutrition, fruits, vegetables, smoothie boosters. It's just, and it's great for kids too, because you can make them taste delicious. You can sneak in a lot of goodies and they'll just kind of slurp it down and they think it's like dessert. Like even just today, I was uh, reshooting my shamrock shake, the McDonald's version, but like I was making a healthy version of it. And um, I was shooting new photos of it and sort of revamped the recipe. And I gave it to my daughter and she was like, oh my God, this is the best smoothie you've ever made. I love it. It's all I want to ever drink. It's just that vanilla mint creamy combo I think people just love. Um, Yeah. And there's a similar one actually in the cook, minty creamy vanilla smoothie or something like that it's somewhat similar but um 
it, she just absolutely loved it. And it just was another moment where I was like, smoothies are just the best way to get people to eat healthy. Um, and just to expose them to a variety of nutrients at a young age when otherwise they might not want to try kale or spinach or, you know, other vegetables that you can kind of sneak in. Yeah, totally agree with you. And wow, I am now like my stomach's growling for, <laughs> for, yeah. for a shamrock <laughs> plant-based smoothie here. Um, it's on the yeah, Check it out. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm going to have to. And my daughter it's loves so mint. Yeah, and she was actually just telling her, um, telling us earlier. Well, no one else in this family likes mint except me. So, but I don't, I don't know why she always says herself. It doesn't include me. But, but yeah, so we'll have to definitely look that up um, and make that yeah. for sure. And that sounds so delicious and how fun! I'm sure. Um, yeah, I'm sure your kids, you know, have loved you know exploring all the different smoothies in a book and everything and no I was actually gonna add no it's fine I was gonna add that um because you had asked like why focus on smoothies obviously I have a huge passion for it but also as a busy mom I was trying to think if I'm gonna put something together like you know and it's my first time ever doing something like this you know maybe go with something that isn't gonna be too complicated and to me smoothies are like the simplest recipe I think I know other people might not feel that way but I just feel like they're so convenient they're quick to prep, you know, obviously they taste like dessert if you know how to do it right. And I just felt like it'd be a really fun topic to get creative with, but also be able to like, you know, bang out a lot of recipes quickly. Um, and, and they're great to, and fun to photograph. I love photographing smoothies. I think it's probably my favorite thing. Oh, and your photographs, honestly, I mean, are drop dead gorgeous. They oh, are amazing. Wow. Everyone go check them out. Um, they're they're so amazing. And I like I like you. Um always start my day with a smoothie and Do you? Um, you know, wow. I find it really hydrating. I love that. Yes. Um and I need that in the mornings. What's your go to? Well, yeah, I need to get more creative. <laughs> Maybe we can dig into that. I usually just do like I make kale cubes, and so I stick that in with some almond milk and some some fruit. Usually, like some frozen watermelon and uh, yes, strawberry. Frozen watermelon is super duper creamy. People don't realize that, and it actually has a somewhat neutral flavor, so it can be a good base. Yes, yeah, and I love that. It kind of you know turns it a little pink sometimes, and uh, I don't know how I discovered about the frozen watermelon. Maybe it was just because some watermelon was going to go bad. And, you know, and yeah, I do that a lot. Yeah. And I'm like, what do I do with this watermelon? You know, it's kind of slightly going bad, but I don't want to waste it, you know, and I shouldn't yeah. have cut it all up type of thing. So I was like, I'm just going to freeze it. And then, I, you know, I was like, man, this really works nice in a smoothie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, once I had kids and they'd eat half of whatever I was serving to them, it just became automatic where I would start to... You know, rather, because sometimes after you've washed a piece of fruit or cut it up, it's just not as fresh the next day and then the kids won't go for it. But I find if I just throw it in the freezer and then the next day throw it in a smoothie, it's, you know, they'll definitely go for it. Or sometimes I'll make popsicles or we call them smoothie pops with it. Um, so it's a great way to avoid food waste in general. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So it's like a... Um you know, not to use that metaphor, <laughs> talking about plant-based, but kill two birds with one stone, like, yeah. you know, like, 
<laughs> like, whoa, you know that, uh, I, I heard somebody else rephrase that a different way once that I liked it. I'll, I'll have to think of that sometime, how they Ooh, rephrase to that to be a little, yeah, a little more plant-based. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But okay. So you mentioned that sometimes people find making a smoothie intimidating. And so what yeah. are some of your tips for, I know we both kind of chuckle because we're like, wow, like how do you find a smoothie intimidating? But I think it's the same reason that people are also, you know, emailing you and asking like, what do I eat for breakfast? Which I just kind of like, what? Like you were probably eating something plant-based or vegan before, you know, maybe yeah. on the weekend you had a big spread, but I don't think normally people are making these big spreads for breakfast. Anyways, but so what are your uh, essential tips for smoothie success? Well, first of all, I really do feel like you need a high-powered blender. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be the most expensive one, but one where you can insert uh, what's called a plunger or a tamper into the top of it. I find that really beneficial because if you have a really thick and creamy smoothie and a lot of uh, frozen ingredients, the tamper moves those pieces into the blades so that it doesn't kind of get the air bubble and then get stuck. Um, I also feel like with a high powered blender, you know, you're not going to get those chunks of spinach floating in the middle of your smoothie, which my kids would definitely never go for or chunks of anything. I'm not a big fan either. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you want your smoothies to be smooth. That sounds pretty basic, but it's true. I, um, I just feel like a good blender makes a huge difference in the final result. In fact, I had slowly over the years, like upgraded my blender a couple of times and I got a really, really nice one. And then, um, I had an issue with the jar cracking and I had to wait, uh, for it to come. And while I was waiting, I went online and I was like, well, I can't go even a day without my blender while it's being fixed. So I, uh, I went online and I was like, I'm just going to buy like a really cheap, like whatever the cheapest blender I can get is just for the interim and sort of have to have a backup too. And it was terrible. It was like the worst week of smoothies of my life. Like I felt like I could understand why sometimes people contact me and struggle with some of my recipes that use blenders if they don't have a good quality one because you really can't get it smooth. Um, it's just not as powerful. It takes much longer. Uh, you have to stand there and like be with it. Whereas if you have a good one, you can usually press the button, get it started real quick with the tamper and then walk away and 45 seconds later, breakfast is ready, you know? Um, so yeah, so my, my big tip is just like have the right equipment. I mean, other than a blender, you aren't going to need much else. I do have some other pieces of smoothie equipment that I, that I like or accessories, I should say, that are like nice to have. But the only essential item I would say is a good high powered blender. Um, and I, I use my blender for so many things beyond just smoothies. You know, we can get into that later if you want, but there's so many uses. It's probably my most used kitchen appliance, actually by far, I would say. So it for me, it was worth the investment. Um, my second tip is you have to flavor your smoothies. And like with any recipe, like you have to infuse it with flavor. You can't just like put fruit in your blender and expect it to taste amazing. You have yeah. to kind of come up with like a theme, if you will. 
um, or like a favorite flavor combination, like like mint and vanilla, or mint and chocolate, or cinnamon and you know vanilla, or something like vanilla and orange, like a creamsicle, or, or a tropical theme, like coconut and pineapple, or you know maybe you're feeling like something citrusy in the morning, like with lemon or lime, and um, whatever you're feeling, you know, use that as a starting point to come up with some combination that's going to make sense together rather than just tossing a bunch of random fruits together and expecting it to taste really great. Um, mm. And I talk about that in, in the, in the cookbook and the goal is not just to give, you know, recipes and there's a bunch of recipes and you can follow those. But my goal with this cookbook was to really teach people how to create smoothies so that even beyond this cookbook, you can feel confident in your kitchen making smoothies that are going to taste amazing to you because everyone has different preferences. And so what my favorite smoothies might be, you know, maybe I'm missing something that you absolutely love in terms of the flavor combination that's not in here, but you should, by the time you've read this cookbook, you should know how to create something amazing for yourself. Um, another tip, and this is kind of a funny one that I tell people, especially with chocolate smoothies, I think it's really important to add a pinch of salt. It sounds kind of weird, but just like with any recipe, it really helps to bring out like all the flavors. Um, the other thing I like to add is uh, more extracts like almond extract, mint extract, vanilla extract, and that really just helps make flavors pop. Or you can do it naturally like with the food, like the zest of a lime or the zest of a lemon or orange, like that to me infuses so much more flavor into the smoothie beyond just the juice, for example, of an orange. Like if you put that zest in there, you're going to get a much stronger orange flavor. Plus that's where a lot of the nutrients are, the majority of the nutrients are anyways. So either way, you need a pinch of salt to make everything come together, you know, just like with any recipe, plus infuse it with some strong flavor enhancers to really make it together and then that salt will make it kind of pop at the end. Not a huge, you know, handful of salt, but literally just a pinch and it can just do wonders. And like I said, especially in a chocolate smoothie, mm, it can make a huge difference. Mm. Yeah, um, would you still add salt yeah. to like a, a more fruit-based smoothie or? You can, just a very tiny bit. If you're, so especially if you're using homemade plant-based milk and if you haven't already put a pinch of salt in that, it's going to taste really plain if you don't add a pinch of salt then to the smoothie. So if all you're adding is like, you know, fruit and let's say your homemade milk and like dates and maybe a flavor enhancer, you put that together, it's going to taste good, but you need that pinch of salt still to just kind of bring it all together. I can't explain it. It makes a difference. Trust. Well, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. You know, I mean, it's the same reason, right? In a lot of like chocolate cake recipes, people will add coffee, right? Coffee, yes. Like, it's weird, but it works. It, right. Yeah. So it's just like, don't ask why, just do it. And then just you'll understand. Yeah. The other thing for me when it comes to smoothies is like, it has to be creamy. Like, I don't like watery, thin smoothies. It's just not my thing. Um, so for me, I always add something to make it creamy, like something neutral, like a raw cashew or raw slivered almonds that adds like a little bit of thickness and creaminess, but it has that neutral flavor so that it's not impacting the overall flavor of the smoothie. 
to me, once I realized that, I don't think I've made very many smoothies without adding a handful of cashews or slivered almonds, um, just because it really makes such a huge difference in the overall texture of the smoothie. I guess I've become somewhat of a smoothie snob because it's like it has to be perfect with like the flavor, the thickness, the creaminess, the frosting. Like it all just has to be perfect for me to enjoy. Mm, it's almost like you're drinking a shake, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then, oh God, I have so many tips. I don't want to give it all away, but like this is a really important one that we just have to, I have to mention. Um, you have to sweeten it. Like for me, I love medjool dates. It's, you know, a natural stone fruit. It's not a dried fruit. A lot of people think that, but it's, it's fresh stone fruit. And it's just full of so many incredible nutrients and fiber. I could go on and on about it. I mean, you could also use maple syrup or, you know, naturally sweeten your smoothies with coconut or even like a fruit like pineapple that has natural sweetness to it. But if you don't sweeten it a little, it's just going to be gross, especially if you're trying to add greens to it. Um, you have to add something sweet and, you know, I just encourage people just don't be afraid of natural sugars. You know, obviously everything in moderation, you don't want to overdo it, but three to four dates can do a lot for a smoothie. And if it gets you drinking a ton of greens, in my mind, it's totally worth it. Um, I think some people drive themselves crazy about sugar, but you know, if if it's natural and it's a plant, I I think it's, for me, it's, it's something I like to do. Yeah, yeah, I know that whole whole topic of the fruit thing, right? We could go off on a whole nother podcast just about that. Right. And oh man, every time I see people kind of, oh, don't eat the fruit, I'm like, what? Like what? <laughs> like I know, it's crazy. <laughs> like, oh, that's not even an option for me. Yeah. Like, um, no, these are all amazing, amazing tips. I, I love them all. So is there, so you said you kind of upgraded your smoothie over the years and I'm just kind of thinking through like, so the, the dates and definitely the, the cashews, you definitely do want that high powered blender or else yeah. you're going to be quite chunky in there. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, there's workarounds. There's workarounds. If you don't have one, I can give some tips. Um, but yeah, it's, if you're going to, if you want to do it quickly and easily in the morning and not put a lot of effort, then a high power blender is going to make a big difference. Right. Yep. Nope. Totally, totally agree. So would that be like those um, more like high powered ninjas and like Vitamixes? Yeah. The one I have is um, a KitchenAid one. I linked to it on my shop page of my blog. So if you go there, it has all my favorite uh, kitchen products. So you can look under appliances and it's the exact one is linked there. I also if you contact me on any of my social platforms or email, I could send a link if anyone's interested, but I absolutely love it. And when I received it the other day after it had been fixed, oh my gosh, it was like, yes, we are back. Like it just makes such a huge difference. Well, yeah. Yeah. And plus, plus you have so many recipes that, you know, use a blender that, yes, you know, really I do. <laughs> simple for you, you know, um, as well, and it just makes life easy when you can just throw stuff in a blender and it does the work rather than you, you know, having to do all the work maybe of it, chopping and doing all that stuff or whatever. Um, we can definitely link. No, I was going to just say, we can link in the show notes definitely to your shop page so people oh, can great. see exactly. Yeah, what, or I can provide the exact link to the blender that I have. I know I've heard really good things about Vitamix 
as well. I haven't owned the high-powered version of that yet myself, but perhaps I should do a big blender review one day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe uh, maybe some people will send you some free blenders and such. <laughs> I would not complain about that. I mean, to me, the blender is like the ultimate mom hack. Like, I know everyone talks about pressure cookers, and I do love that too. Like, my Instant Pot, I definitely use that a lot. Maybe that's like second to my most used appliance but for me like being able to throw things into a blender and not just smoothies like I said like soups and muffins uh I make like a blender icing a blender hot chocolate blender ice cream like sauces dips like there's so many things people don't realize that you can make in a blender you make your oat flowers like there's it's just the possibilities to me are endless and it makes life so much easier when you don't have to mix with your hands yeah, no, to- totally agree. Like you said, you know, like you can have breakfast ready in 45 seconds. And I think that appeals yeah. to a lot of people when we're busy in the morning, you know, either with as moms or, you know, you're running off to work or, or something like that. That's definitely an appeal. I just, I love all these tips and yeah, definitely. Especially, you know, adding those extracts, adding the salt, that that's a really good tip to, um, Definitely we'll start adding a pinch of that to mine, you know, and also I guess depending on what type of salt salt you're using, you also maybe get your iodine for the day, a little pinch. So True, yeah. And I think, you know, everyone has different taste buds and preferences, like I said. So I always encourage people to taste their smoothie before serving it. Like even if you're following my exact recipe, you still should taste it and adjust the flavors and texture to your personal preference. Like maybe add it an extra date if you need it a little bit sweeter that day or maybe a couple more mint leaves or more mango, more ice to make it frostier. Maybe you need more milk. You know, whatever it is, just make sure you love it before you pour it is my motto. Oh, love it before you pour it. I I love that. And I loved your tip about the smoothie theme as well to kind of think, you know, because I think that maybe helps uh, people picture it a little bit better. Like, oh, okay, today I really want to feel, you know, tropical or something. So, okay, I'll pull out my mango and like, you know, those type of ingredients to use. And I think, you know, that just kind of simplifies it for people. If you think of it as, you know, oh, well, this is a theme. What would complement this theme? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, oftentimes I use... uh, drinks like a pina colada or uh you know mojito uh that would actually be a good one I should add that's not in there mojito smoothie oh be good without the alcohol of course but you know oftentimes (laughs) I'll use things like desserts to inspire my smoothie creations because I mean I love dessert and if if I could I would eat dessert all day long and so if I can make my breakfast taste like that and it's also healthy, then I just feel like I'm winning before I even really started my day. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, so true. So true. So you had mentioned some of the kind of tips, like the nuts and the dates. And so what are kind of some other like resources that, you know, make for smoothie success for like the freezer and other pantry, like staple type things? Um, so a couple things. So, and in the cookbook, I have a pantry and freezer staple list of like literally everything for smoothies specifically that I keep in my pantry and in my freezer, like the spices I keep, the extracts I keep, the bulk, the bulk foods that I, uh, 
easy. And I do recommend buying in bulk if possible, just because that's a huge um, money saver. If you're going to be eating a lot of uh, smoothies and a lot of them require nuts and other expensive ingredients, and buying them in the bulk section is going to be less expensive. Um, mm. So that's all in there, and it's kind of nice because if you're looking to kickstart your smoothie routine, you can kind of go through your pantry and freezer, see what you have, what you don't have, and just go through and make sure you've got it all. And uh, if you go through that list, you'll be able to make all the smoothies that are in the cookbook. Um, but the other big tip for smoothie success, I would say, in terms of like setting things up in your, in your house, is um, smoothie jars. I talk about this in the book. It's like a game changer for me, especially as a busy mom. Like when we wake up in the morning, my kids want their smoothie right away. You know, before they start their virtual school, they have to have their smoothie. They are like ready for it first thing when they wake up. It's like the first words out of their mouth are usually a smoothie request. Like, hey, can we have a chocolate smoothie this morning? Like no joke. That's how we start the day. So it's really helpful to me because I'm not a super morning person to have a smoothie jar ready to go. And so what that is, is, you know, in any sort of container, I use like a glass mason jar. I assemble all the dry ingredients for the smoothie. And the majority of my smoothies have the same base ingredients that I like to use. Like I like to always put in chia seeds and hemp seeds and dates and I always kind of sweeten with about three to four dates so I'm able to fill up those items like plus I'm always adding the pinch of salt so I even do that and then the, um like like a cashew or slivered almond to make it creamy like kind of if you create like an assembly line and you set up like all your jars for the week it's just really super quick because you can do the measurements, boom, 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 and you're done. And then when it's time to make your smoothie in the morning, all you have to do is add the frozen ingredients and then the liquid and the ice. And so it's kind of like dump it in the blender and go. So that was like a huge game changer for me. But then also, if you want to take it a step further and decide like exactly what kind of smoothie you want the next day, you can create like not just a smoothie jar with like the boosters and stuff, but you can actually create a smoothie freezer bag. So I like to use those um, silicone friendly or freezer friendly silicone bags, like a stasher bag. Yeah. And I fill that up with all the stuff that I would put in the smoothie jar, like all the dry ingredients. Plus I'll add whatever frozen ingredients. So if I'm using like, let's say mango or kale or whatever, that's all going in there. And then you can even add ice too. And so literally all you have to do the next morning is dump it in and add your liquid and that's it. And that to me is like the ultimate game changer smoothie tip because a lot of people, if they feel like smoothies are going to take too long and these recipes are just too many ingredients, then just kind of plan out your week just like you would with like dinners. Um, and it doesn't really take that long and just make your smoothie bags and then you're good to go in the morning. And it's, it makes it so much more likely that you're going to eat a smoothie in the morning if you've prepped it the night before or the weekend before. Yeah, I, I love that. And I would so be the type of person to have the stasher bags in the freezer. Like, I'd probably even be like, okay, you know what? I have a free Saturday morning. I'm just going to knock out like three weeks worth or something. <laughs> and just put it in there so I don't even have to think about it. Yeah, and, it's very You know, like. Yeah, very efficient. And like you said, especially with like 
kids, they wake up, they do like, what's for breakfast? What's for breakfast? What? I want this. I want that, you know? And it's like, <laughs> <They're starving. laughs> well, yes. Heck, do, do I they am get too. <laughs> yeah. Right. Do they help with the smoothie prep? Like, oh yes. They yeah. love it. It's such a good thing for kids. I mean, once I taught them, just don't put your hands in the blender. That was the big first safety tip. And then also making sure they know not to turn it on until the top is on. That's another big lesson learned with yes. kids, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, oh. so, yeah. Other than that, it's so safe and easy for kids to help with making smoothies. And I think for me in general with kids, I found if you involve them in the process, they're so much more likely to actually eat it because they take ownership over it because they've contributed. They've you know, maybe they said, oh, let's add a little bit more of this or that. And then they feel like they, it's like their creation, almost like a piece of art. And then I just, I find it's more likely that they'll actually eat it. Plus I like them knowing what goes into it. Like we do, I mean, I'm sort of a public health nerd in that respect. Like I love to educate them and infuse it with a little bit of health education when they can so that they understand why we're eating, you know, spinach and all these other things and why when we're eating spinach I like to pair it with vitamin C because that helps with iron absorption and all those little nutrition facts that I hope one day they'll appreciate it. <laughs> well and quite honestly, I mean, that's the stuff that, you know, I mean, God bless all our science teachers out there. But, but the stuff <laughs> that you are teaching them in the kitchen about those pairing of the ingredients and stuff like that's going to stick with them, you know, because they were like using all their senses to help you and, yeah. and all of that. And so I, I think that's just amazing. <laughs> that's really <laughs> awesome. So you had mentioned, um, you know, the smoothie boosters and that was a, a new word for me, the smoothie boosters. Can you explain a little bit more about what exactly those are. I think you mentioned chia seeds and maybe the dates yeah. you consider boosters are. Yeah. That's what, such a great question. I call them smoothie boosters. There might be other names out there for them. I feel like at smoothie bars, I've sort of heard that term, but to me, what it means is like anything that is like not essential to the flavor and taste, like the taste of the smoothie. So what I did in this cookbook was I gave the recipe, like the bare minimum that you would need to make the smoothie taste good. And then I recommend different smoothie boosters that you could add to increase the nutrition of the smoothie. So to me, smoothie boosters are items that you can add, like optional items you can add to smoothies to increase the nutrition of it. So like you said, like chia seeds or cacao nibs. I mean, there's some ones that are a little bit more out there, like microgreens or wheatgrass, or I don't know if you've heard of like moringa leaf powder or spirulina, that's becoming a bit more popular, but you know, there's so many out there and I think it can be overwhelming to people. Like, I don't know which ones I need. I don't know what they do. So what I did was in the front of the cookbook, before you get to the recipes, I just kind of put together a resource all about smoothie boosters. So I went through my favorite smoothie boosters, what each of them are, why they're beneficial, and then how much in general I add to any given smoothie. So like avocado, like to me, that's a smoothie booster. It's going to add fiber and healthy fats and a ton of other nutrients like folate and vitamins E and C and B. And it's amazing, right? Potassium. It's got, like, I think it has over 20 vitamins and minerals in it. So, you know, it's great to add to a smoothie. It adds creaminess. It's wonderful. 
but like people wouldn't know maybe how much to add. And so I suggest starting with a quarter of an avocado per serving of the smoothie for kind of that right balance of creaminess and texture. Um, so yeah, so there's a lot of information in the front of the book and then throughout the book in the, in each recipe, it talks about like, here's some suggested ways you could boost it that would pair well with this. So like avocado works with certain smoothies, but not others. So I, I kind of make that recommendation if you, if you're feeling extra that day. <laughs> right, right. I think, um, on the page for the the recipe book kind of promoting it the cinnamon roll smoothie i kind of think that maybe avocado maybe wouldn't be a good pair for a cinnamon roll smoothie <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i guess you could it does have somewhat of a neutral flavor but it, yeah that maybe wouldn't be my first thought or first choice i feel like you know the cinnamon has such a strong flavor that you could probably sneak in some other things that otherwise wouldn't taste great. So I see it as an opportunity to sneak in some other stuff. Right. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And what about like nut butters and stuff like those yep. as well? Would you consider those boosters or just kind of a staple to add? So I would say it depends on the recipe. Like I would never add uh, like almond butter, let's say, to like my key lime pie smoothie. So that one gets the oh, creaminess. Yeah. Um, from avocado because it's more neutral and then from the cashews or the almonds um, and same with like the lemon cream pie smoothie like you wouldn't want to put in that nutty flavor and that's why I say slivered uh, blanched almonds not the ones that are whole with the skin on it's the skin that can have that like nuttier taste to it um, certain nuts taste nuttier if that makes sense and by the way there's a lot of yeah and there are um part of it that it's the the skin. Oh yeah. Wow. Like, so okay, you, I'm learning so much. Oh good, I'm glad. Yeah, I will so I realize when you put when you put the whole almond in, it gives it like that real like nutty taste, but but if you just do the raw blanched slivered almonds, you know, not the sliced ones, but like the ones that kind of um are like little rectangles on it. <laughs> They're white. Yeah, 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 I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I use. Or you can use raw cashews, but honestly, I like the blanched almonds the best, um, just for the best flavor. I think it also has like a tiny bit of extra natural sweetness to it, and incredibly particular, clearly. Um, but wait, I lost my train of thought. You were you were asking me. Oh, okay. But then in certain smoothies, you would want to add. In certain smoothies, you would definitely want to add nut butters because, like, with a chocolate smoothie, it, it's going to enhance that chocolate flavor. So it does make sense in certain smoothies. It doesn't in others. Like, I have my my strawberry almond butter smoothie, and then I put, like, the raspberry chia jam on it. It's actually one of my favorite smoothies in the book. But, like, the combination of the strawberry with the almond butter, so good. It's like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, sort of, or strawberry mm. jelly and almond butter sandwich but it's it's really good and then when you top that with like the raspberry chia jam it's got that like tart sweetness and then you've got like that creamy nutty almond butter flavor infused throughout and then the subtle strawberry flavor and it just works so well so in that one I would say it's an essential element not an optional booster even though of course there are uh really beneficial nutritional aspects to almond butter 
Right, yeah. I think probably maybe a good rule of thumb is if it makes a good food combination, you know, like key lime yes. pie, well you wouldn't said. normally make that with peanut butter. So yes. don't add that to your smoothie thinking that's going to be a good idea. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, man, yeah. Oh, man, I honestly, like, literally, it's like, uh, as we're recording this, it's nearing 5 o'clock, and I'm getting so hungry talking about Oh, my gosh, this. me too. Oh, it's that time of day. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm like, man, these sound really good. So speaking of that, so you have um, some additional recipes in the book that I kind of wanted to touch on. If you could explain sure. like that go along with the the smoothies and you mentioned kind of nut butters as well, but are like some of them more like smoothie topping type of things, like for like those pretty smoothie bowls that you might see on Instagram or something. Yeah. Like that. And all of the smoothies in this book could definitely be turned into smoothie bowls if you want. It's really just a matter of how you serve it. I, because I use smoothies, and I say this in the beginning of the book, but because I use smoothies as like a meal replacement, like it is my breakfast and I want it to power me through until lunchtime. Of course, I usually do have like a late morning snack, like an energy ball or something. But, um, you know, to me, it's, I'm making a smoothie as an adult woman who is active as a meal replacement. So in terms of the serving size, you know, it you, the smoothies in my book could also serve too, and you could obviously change the quantities. Um, but when you add those toppings, it can like take it to a whole nother level and make it more of a satisfying meal, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, in the back of the book, I have like you know granola recipes, coconut whipped cream, um, all the different types of milks that you could make the smoothies with, like the oat milk, cashew milk. Um, and I even include recipes for like if you want to make raw almond butter or your own raspberry chia jam so that really if you want your smoothies to be 100% homemade whole food ingredients like not bought in a store or not not packaged I guess I should say um, you can do that with this book and really make everything from scratch including the milk Mm, yeah, and you know, it actually is much. So I finally made some oat milk and I was like, whoa, that was like surprisingly so easy. Yes, and I think, people, yeah, and I think people think, oh my gosh, it's going to be this big thing. And it's like, well, really, it, it's not, Just, you know, it's like, really not. So it's yeah. like, but, but if it intimidates you, go slowly, you know, pick up the oat milk at the store. If, if, you know, that's going to be the thing that holds you back type of thing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No shame in that. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. Wow. Just as all this sounds so good. And I'm just like picturing <laughs> this like beautiful, gorgeous smoothie in front of me with all these like, I am big into like crunchy things. That's my downfall. But so it's got like some crunchy granola Ooh. on it from your book and maybe like a swirl of the, the jam you talked about. Man. Yeah. Oh, you should check out so the good. Almond Joy smoothie then because ha- you can add a little crunch with the coconut and almonds on top. So good. And that would be all mine because I'm the only person who likes coconut in my family. So I'll have to make that one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, so I know. I don't know why everybody else. I think they're coming around to it, you know. Oh, uh, good. Everybody's got their own taste buds. So, yeah. Happy to hear that. So, yeah, yeah. So what is, what's your favorite recipe in the book? There's 31 smoothies. Ooh, Do you have a favorite yeah. or is it hard to narrow it down? It's so hard. It really does depend on the day. Um 
you know, if you were asking about my kids, they would always go for a chocolate one. So like the healthy chocolate milkshake. So we do make that one a lot because usually when I make the smoothies, we just all share a big batch because they don't require a huge portion. Um, they also really love the key lime pie one and I do too. So we make that one quite a bit, but probably my all time favorite one. I would have to say, well, the strawberry almond butter one with the raspberry chia jam that I mentioned, I love that one for so many reasons. It's just like that comfort food, kind of like that straw, like peanut butter and jelly sandwich kind of flavor that everyone loves. And it has so much going on and it's just beautiful. And I'm, I'm kind of proud of that recipe because I feel like I haven't seen that anywhere else. And I tried to make smoothies that were truly unique throughout the book that, you know, just aren't like your common smoothies that you're seeing all over the place. So I, I love that one. It, it's definitely a go-to, but also, and this is maybe a surprising choice. I love the lemon cream pie smoothie. There is something oh. about lemon in the morning. It's so bright and awakening. And when you put that lemon zest in there and it's got a little bit of vanilla, it's super creamy and light. And it's just, it's just always perfect. And even if it's winter, because I still drink smoothies, obviously, you know, year round. I'll just like have a cup of hot tea in one hand and a smoothie in the other. So I can kind of alternate, <laughs> balance out my body temperature. Um, <laughs> but no, I, yeah, I, 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 I've been drying <laughs> my hair and drinking smoothies because I'm like, warm up. Oh, the smoothie. That's a great idea. Warm up. Oh, blow dry my hair. <laughs> or like right after a workout, you then hit yourself with a smoothie or vice versa, you know, just to. Yeah. <laughs> but I love the blow dryer idea. I got to do that. I know right I know like one time actually my husband he knocked over the blender in the bathroom and so I was like should I reconsider this but he's you know not often in the bathroom getting ready at the same time right that's so funny I know I was like I was like seriously dude like you just knocked this over it didn't break thing off yeah oh man well this has been so fun Elaine oh my gosh thank thank you you were great thank you how about smoothies like where can where can people buy this book so it's on Amazon um you can find the link the direct link to the Amazon uh page from my website edenbyelaine.com or you can just search Amazon for rock your blender smoothies and it should pop right up it's a big blue cover with the blue smoothie on it there's an ebook version too sorry i forgot to mention you can download that immediately from my website um so if you don't need it in print or don't want to wait for it to ship then you can just go ahead and, and download it and then it would be available on all your mobile devices oh okay so lots of multiple ways ways to do it you know i'm a big fan of of a hard copy, um, just because I feel a like, lot of people are, you know, yeah. a hard copy spurs you towards action versus like downloading. Sometimes you're like, Oh, I'll get to it with good intention. <laughs> yeah. My kids love to just flip through it, look at the pictures and decide which ones they want. They'll put like little post-it notes with like what day of the week they want to have each one, you know? So it's, yeah, the, the colorful pictures I think help, especially like if they get to select and have ownership over it. And for adults too, it's fun. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so funny that your kids do that because my kids do that too. Like I literally really? was just looking at a cookbook and I was like, who like put like 50 million post-it notes in here? That's so funny. Yeah. They love doing that. 
Well, it's good. It's just another good way too. So any parents out there, moms out there, give your kid a cookbook and, you know, say, hey, pick out something new you want to make in here. And they're going to do that. And then it's just another way that kind of gets them to try something new, right? It's so true because like they love the color pink, for example. My two girls are obsessed. So there's this beautiful picture of this magenta colored smoothie and they always pick that one. And they're like, yeah, let's let's have this one, the Heartbeat Power Smoothie. And it has, like, a huge beat in it. And they would never yeah. say to me, like, make me a beet smoothie in the morning, you know. But you eat with your eyes first, and everyone has a favorite color. And sometimes we just do whatever their favorite color is. And like you said in the beginning, like, when it comes to plants, you really can eat the rainbow when it comes to fruits and vegetables. So it, it makes it fun. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. And speaking of colorful and beautiful pictures, where can people connect with you? You mentioned your website, oh, Eating by you. Elaine. Yeah. But where can they connect with you on Instagram? Because your photos are so gorgeous. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I'm at Eating by Elaine on Instagram. And then my website is eatingbyelaine.com. And I'm also on Facebook, TikTok now, Snapchat, and YouTube, Twitter. I'm on I'm on all the social channels as well. And you can always email me directly um, at Elaine at eatingbyelaine.com. Oh, so fun. Well, we'll make sure to link all of this in the show notes so people can go find you, get the Rock Your Blender cookbook, and start creating beautiful smoothies and more in their kitchen. So thank you so much for coming on and just inspiring us all to make more just beautiful smoothies and food in our kitchen, get our family involved in it. And this has just been such a delight. Thank you so much. It's been a delight for me too. Wasn't that such a fun conversation with Elaine? I love all the tips she gave on how to make your smoothies amazing and also how to simplify the process because if you are anything like me, breakfast is always a rush of doing a million other things. Like I always empty the dishwasher while we're having breakfast, so it's got to be easy. I love her tips on giving your smoothies a theme and also how to prep them for the week so they are ready at go time. I love her smoothie success secrets of adding the pinch of salt, which totally do that, or adding the raw sliced nut to make it a little creamier. Oh, I want a smoothie right now full of smoothie boosters and more that we talked about. So if you're craving some amazing smoothies right now too, head over to the show notes on our sponsored blog, badtothebowl.com forward slash 34. Again, that's badtothebowl.com forward slash 34 to get Elaine's Rock Your Blender book and connect with Elaine to learn even more recipes you can make in your blender. Thanks for listening.